0: Welcome to another
1: episode of My Duke and I. Hello, Denise. Hello, Anita. Hello, all our friends out there listening. So, Anita, what are we talking about today?
0: Well, we'll be talking about Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall's visit to the Caribbean, Lionel Richie's nomination as Global Ambassador of the Prince's Trust, SmartWorks, the Queen's Commonwealth Canopy, Amal Clooney's Award, Prince Charles's Environmental Scholarships to Cambridge and his trip to Cuba, the winners of the Commonwealth Youth Awards 2019, and the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, the new PR person, Sarah Latham. Denise, can you please tell us the purpose of Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall's visit to the Caribbean?
1: Absolutely. Yes, I can. The, the reason uh, Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall visited the Caribbean is an effort to strengthen the ties between the UK and the Commonwealth in light of the upcoming departure of the UK from the European Union, otherwise known as Brexit. You say Brexit.
0: Can you provide our listeners with some background information on Brexit?
1: Brexit is the UK wanting to leave the European Union, which they've been a part of, I think, for some 40 years. Over the last 40 years, the UK has been able to do trading with other European countries freely, as well as people from the UK have been able to travel into different European countries without having a passport or checkpoint. Well, if and when they decide to leave the European Union, all of that will change. No longer will they be able to go across Europe freely. They will now have to have passports or show their passports to go from one country into another. For instance, Italy. Up until now, people from Britain were able to just go over to Italy without having to show any passports, maybe just an ID. I don't even think an ID. You could just travel freely, whether on the train or car, Mm -hmm. and drive from one European country into another. When Brexit happens, that will no longer be the case.
0: You Mm -hmm. will have
1: to show a form of ID or a passport now. Invisible checkpoints will now go up. Also, Mm -hmm. the free trade that the UK have now trading with different European countries, mm-hmm. they will no longer be able to do that. So as a result, they are going to be relying heavily on the 53 Commonwealth countries to do their trading mm-hmm. or to trade back and forth. Because as you know, the UK has no natural resources of its own.
0: Oh, wow. They will really have to depend on the Commonwealth Countries. Well, Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall, Camilla's first stop in the Caribbean, was in Barbados, where they nominated Lionel Richie as Global Ambassador of the Prince's Trust. How significant is that,
1: Denise? I think that is really significant because, number one, Lionel Richie is an American. No American up until now has been Directly involved in the Princess Trust, like that. Mm-hmm. So, Lionel will be a global ambassador for the Princess Trust. And as that global ambassador, he will help to not only market the Princess Trust throughout the Caribbean, but also most likely help in deciding who will get some of these awards mm-hmm. and. Because he's an American, I can actually see that there will be some links to America also, whether it will be contribution of funds or, hopefully, maybe Americans may be eligible for some of these scholarships or awards that are being offered also.
0: What a brilliant move. Moreover, Lionel said he has worked with the Prince Trust in the past. And to be part of something that is so noted and already well established because it allows him to get to work right away as opposed to building his own charitable organization, which would take him many years to build. He is indeed delighted to be part of the Prince's Trust.
1: Yes, I, 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 I think that's good. I think, um, too, most recently, there's a young lady that the Prince's Trust Helped. Her name is Shakola, who um, had some difficulties in finding employment. She applied to the Princess Trust team program and she was able to not only get training to develop her skills as a baker and cake decorator, but she was able to um, get help to set up. A program or get permanent placement in the hospitality industry where she is now successfully set up her own business in making and decorating cakes. Wow. She's also employing people now, mm. which is a good thing. So I think that's really good because the Princess Trusts give people like Chocola, the kind of start that she may not have been able to get from somewhere else.
0: Excellent. I also like that both Harry and his father, Prince Charles, and their wives' work seems to overlap. What they're also essentially doing is empowering people to become self-sustained and at the same time providing opportunities to others in their communities. We also saw the Duchess of Cornwall in Saint Vincent, attending a round table discussing with women who had experienced violence, such as sexual or domestic abuse, we also saw Megan in Birkenhead meeting with women who had the same experience. Denise, can you tell us more about that visit in Birkenhead?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, so Megan and Harry's visit to Birkenhead—they paid a surprise. Well, it wasn't so much as a surprise visit as a visit that wasn't mentioned to the press. They wanted to go in to find out more about the women that worked on the streets as sex workers. Oftentimes, these women were out there on the streets because they were the victims of domestic abuse, rape and that kind of crime, they were left not just um, emotionally scarred, but in many cases, they have no other means of supporting themselves. So they turn to the streets. And in turning to the streets, they're oftentimes stuck without help. Many of them actually have children that they need to support. Mm -hmm. And so with Harry and Meghan visiting um, this program, it actually shed some light on the flight of these women. And I believe since that visit people from all over the world have been donating to this center to get these women trained and get them off the streets so that they can get the help they need and turn their lives around.
0: Speaking of women, let's talk about smart works. Smart work is an organization which Megan is a patron of. It has been reported that since Megan became the patron of SmartWorks, they have increased their donations by
1: 48%. Yes, as a matter of fact, they have. And um, I think this is really quite good because not only can Smart work in the UK, but this is an organization that can be replicated worldwide. Because it takes donations of clothing, clothing that are in good condition, whether it's a dress or a business suit. And for women that have been unemployed for a number of years or they're just getting back into the work field, some may not have the money to go out and buy the clothing they need, whether it's to go to an interview or even to work on a job for the first few weeks or months. With SmartWorks, they're able to go in and select outfits and accessories that they need to wear for whether it's the interview and if they get the job to work. And so I think this is really an awesome thing.
0: Yes, it's really great that these women can get the clothes that they need to feel confident and face Whoever is interviewing them so that they can get those jobs because, you know, confidence is
1: everything. Oh, yes, it definitely is. And not only does it um, provide clothing, but right now, SmartWorks UK actually helped to prepare these ladies for an interview, teaches them the skills that they need to sit down with a potential employer mm-hmm. and have a conversation with them. It teaches them how to make eye contact, how to sit, how to speak. And I think for many women, this is actually a very valuable lesson. because mm-hmm. you know, many of them, like I said, some have never worked and some have been unemployed for many years mm-hmm. for, you know, many different reasons.
0: So it serves two purposes. One, the women, they are able to get an outfit and look presentable. And secondly, they're learning new skills that they could not only use at that moment, but they could also pass those skills to their children and their community um, as well. For example, if they're go to a community center um, they could pass on those the knowledge that they have gained in smart work to other members of their community how to um, prepare themselves for an interview what to say how to sit up how to act the type of responses that the interviewer may appreciate so this as you said last week what was the word you
1: used again the ripple effect the ripple effect excellent Yes, this is the ripple effect. Yes, and that's one of the nice things about what Megan, especially Megan, does. She is one of these people that she just don't give a person the fish. Mm-hmm. She actually teaches them how, mm-hmm. so that they're being empowered to sustain themselves and their families for life. And I believe that is our motto: mm-hmm. empowering. Woman, because when you empower a woman, not only do you empower her immediate family, mm-hmm. but that ripple effect goes out into the community. It goes from the community into the country, and you know the sky's the limit from there. Right. So yeah, she so you know she's she's wonderful mm-hmm. in in her progressive way of thinking, mm-hmm. and also. She's now helping the world to appreciate the value of a woman and girl's education and skills. Um, So I think that's really a good thing.
0: Denise, this is so wonderful to hear how the royal family is supporting so many people and organizations around the world in all of these Commonwealth countries. It's just excellent. For example, in St. Kitts and Nevis, Prince Charles announced that the Princess Trust, an organization he founded over 40 years ago, Will be given yeah. 20 scholarships. Um, these scholarships will be given to applicants from any Commonwealth nation who wishes to study climate change and blue economy. The program was developed in partnership with Cambridge Commonwealth's European and International Trust. Isn't yeah, that wonderful? You,
1: that's wonderful. Did you also know that um, the Prince's Trust have offered more than 19,000 international scholarships? Wow. since uh prince charles founded and became a patron of uh this cambridge commonwealth trust in 1982 that's a staggering number what yes. what is it again 19 19000 international 19000 Wow! Yeah. And
0: to go to a prestigious university
1: as Cambridge, that is truly a privilege. Yeah, it's a dream come true. Well, the, yeah, this additional twenty scholarships that mm-hmm. he's offering will be specifically for Cambridge University. And Charles actually attended Cambridge University himself. So this, these lucky. 20 hard-working scholars will get a chance to walk in the prince's footsteps (laughs) and, of course, study something that's near and dear to his heart. Like Mm. you said, um, climate change and the blue economy Mm. and sustainability. So this is is really wonderful.
0: Yes, and um, when we talk about blue economy, what we're talking about is the ocean waters, where individuals can, whether it's fishing, it's chattering a boat and enjoying a night out on a yacht. So all of those things are resources that can be harvested from the ocean. Prince Charles particularly is heavy on not only are you taken away from the ocean, but how are you maintaining the ocean? So cleaning up the ocean, keeping it clean because nobody wants to be on a charter enjoying themselves and have to see debris in the ocean. So here we have Blue Economy where, whether it's fishing, whether it's chattering, eventually dredging for oil, but at the same time, he also is very, very serious about maintaining the ocean.
1: Yes, he, he absolutely is, and... um. One of the nice things, too, his son and daughter-in-law are following in his footsteps Mm -hmm. because the environment is also extremely important to them, too. Harry, with his ties to being the ambassador of the Youth Commonwealth, um, in this year's meeting, he also set aside some funds or pledged funds that will go towards the environment's future and the Clean Ocean Projects. Mm -hmm. Uh, Clean Ocean Projects like the Ocean Alliance Mm -hmm. with Banatu and the Commonwealth Marine Economic Programs that will help the communities that rely on them.
0: So what I'm observing here is that there's such an overlap between what Harry and Meghan is championing. Uh, For example, access to education, which we saw that Prince Charles is providing Via the scholarship to Cambridge, and we also see the opportunities individuals are getting across the Commonwealth countries, like Shakola, to start their own business and become decision makers, and to stay in their communities. So having the opportunities to be able to not only they're being hired but hiring others as well in their community is such an overlap between what Prince Charles is doing and Meghan and Harry. Is um, doing so. It's you know, father and son, the two wives. Definitely, that's such a powerful collaboration under the
1: pretty much the same umbrella. There. Oh yes, exactly. And so yeah, the 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 whether it's the Queen's Commonwealth Trust or the Princess Trust or the Cambridge International uh, Scholarship Scholarship Trust. Yep, they're all entwined mm-hmm. together. They're, I'm sure there's a point where you won't be able to separate them <laughs> because they're so entwined. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really good thing because it not only makes for a really smooth running mm-hmm. between the organizations, but I believe each couple truly have a passion
0: mm-hmm.
1: For what they're doing. Uh, Prince Charles and Camilla, they're very, very passionate mm-hmm. um, about their work. Prince Charles, hes I mean, he's been talking about the environment for over 50 years mm. before environmental damage was a household word. He's been talking about organic produce before people even knew what organic was. Same thing with the ocean, the damaging of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And that's been a real passion of his for a long time. The same thing with uh, Camilla helping women, whether it's battered women being in shelters or domestic violence. That's been her passion. Mm-hmm. And now to see Prince Charles must be so very proud of his um, son and daughter-in-law because mm-hmm. Harry also has a passion for the environment, the ocean, Mm. trying to sustain it and maintain it. The same thing with Megan. She has a passion for empowering women and lifting them out of their poverty with education and all of that. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I would say both couples will work really well together Mm -hmm. because they both have a passion for the things that they believe in. We also
0: saw that on their October 2018 tour, their first tour together as a married couple, uh, where they focused on environmental and conservation efforts. Uh, We also saw Meghan and Harry planting trees in several of these countries on behalf of the Queen. Um, Queen's Commonwealth Canopy, basically that's an initiative um, with the Commonwealth nations to dedicate parcels of land to build or rebuild forests in dedication of the Queen's life work to these Commonwealth countries. So it's sort of like a payback. She's devoted all her life to ensure that all of those things that we talked about previously is able to happen in these um, Commonwealth countries. So in honor of that, which is a very, very good thing anyway. So it's not like she's saying, okay, then I give you this and then you have to give me this. What she's essentially doing is telling them, hey, let's preserve our environment. And here's what, I would like to see, let's rebuild our forests, and so on so and and this makes sense too, because one fifth of the world forests can be found in these Commonwealth countries. at times we see a lot of deforestation of these regions, um whether to make way for habitats for people or Just using these trees to build houses, but it comes at a cost because we're actually disturbing or destroying some of the natural habitats of the animals that live there. So, what we're essentially doing is disrupting our ecosystem, and that's what we don't want to do because in our ecosystem there's a balance that has to be maintained. And when you disrupt one, that balance, that equilibrium, that It's supposed to exist in the ecosystem. What you do is you're affecting something at the same time, which you might see in climate change. That also affects the ocean. So all of those things we have to take into consideration when we're destroying trees. So we have to maintain that balance. So the whole idea of planting back these trees and leaving the world for our future generation the way that we met it is such a wonderful idea
1: on the Queen's behalf. Oh yes, most definitely. Well, the trees not only cleans the environment from all the toxins and the carbon dioxide, but it also puts out oxygen, the air we breathe. So yes, trees means life. The green of the earth is what helps us sustain life, and and we also need water to <laughs> to sustain life. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, between the water, the ocean and the and the plants, that's the earth. That's what as humans and animals we we need for survival. So yes, I agree with you. I think the Queen's Canopy Trust is a good thing not just for the 53 Commonwealth countries, but really for the world because it makes us really stop and think and for Some people, especially people that live in cities, we don't often think about the trees. We see buildings and we forget that without the trees, we not only wouldn't wouldn't we have buildings, but we would not even be around because without the trees, there would be no life. And so I think, yes, the Queen's Canopy and with uh, Meghan and Harry and even... Prince Charles, or even Camilla, wherever they go, planting a tree, basically what they're doing is giving back. And that's a really good reminder, Mm. like I said, not just to the 53 Commonwealth countries, but to other countries in the world. And I think with Meghan becoming a member of the royal family now, all of that is being amplified because a lot of people didn't pay attention to what the royals do before. But now, with Meghan being a part of the royal family, suddenly people from all walks of life globally is now suddenly focused on everything that they do, especially what Charles, Camilla, Harry, and Meghan are doing. Definitely the world is finally learning what the british royal family does yes absolutely i think even some of the brits are learning what the royal family does <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. funny but i think yeah even people in the uk are finally because you know they're not just as some brits will say oh they're not just um taxpayers burden mm-hmm. but they're actually giving back
0: Certainly. and they're
1: contributing to the British economy
0: Mm -hmm. actually there was a report that came out recently and they said that because of Meghan and Harry's wedding and the attention that they gained through that wedding now the UK has been the number one place for tourists so a lot of people are now going to the UK as a result of Meghan and Harry so I think It was another country that was number one for a long time. But now the UK, interestingly, is now gaining revenue as a result of Meghan and Harry. Isn't that wonderful?
1: It is. Yeah, I think France was the number one spot before, but now the UK have taken over number one. And yes, what they said that um, Harry and Meghan have contributed more to the economy than anyone else ever had just their wedding alone. Mm-hmm. And they're also predicting that when baby Sussex come along, within the first two years of baby Sussex life, that baby would have contributed over a billion, with a B, mm-hmm. dollars to the British economy. Wow. Imagine that.
0: Um, yes, people are complaining that. They're living off of taxpayers' money. But it's good that we have this platform here, My Duke and I, our podcast that we are able to shine a light on what the British royal family is
1: doing, and they're really doing a lot. Absolutely, especially these younger royals. Yes, they're really, and and I think right now more than any of the younger ones, Harry and Meghan are actually carrying pretty much the world on their shoulders. Hmm. Because if you think about the responsibility they have Mm -hmm. of 1.4 billion Mm -hmm. young people under the age of 35, Mm -hmm. that's the next generation of leaders, professionals, families that they're not only influencing, but that they're going to help to equip with the tools they need mm-hmm. to keep their world going. And I think that's a tremendous um, responsibility. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not only the, you know, the Commonwealth countries, but even the UK's economy, because with Brexit, the Commonwealth countries will be the place that the UK will have to look to to maintain its own economy.
0: Right. A lot of companies are departing from the UK right now just by only talking about Brexit. Just imagine if there is truly a Brexit, they will definitely. Be very dependent on these Commonwealth countries.
1: They absolutely will. And I think right now, at a time when there's so much unrest in the world, especially with cultural and race identity, I think the UK, people of the UK, whether it's um, the everyday people, the people in government, but especially the people in the media, and now I'm talking about like the royal reporters. Mm-hmm the press, they have to be really mindful and be more aware of how they treat and address people of color because 95 or 96% of the Commonwealth are people of color. And so I don't believe that racism will be acceptable if you're a country dependent on these 53 countries for your survival. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, and that survival means these countries investing in the UK also means that whatever the UK has to export, that they could export it to these 53 Commonwealth countries because they no longer will have the EU to export anything. To them. So they would definitely need those Commonwealth countries to export whatever it is or whatever little that they have, and to have at the same time these countries investing in whatever they have to sort of maintain
1: their financial sector. Exactly. And um, within the next five years, one of the Commonwealth countries, India, Mm -hmm. will surpass. The U.K.'s economy. Yes, India is fast overtaking the U.K.'s economy. That's also one of the Commonwealth countries. Mm -hmm. The other up-and-coming economy is the continent of Africa. A lot of investors are from different parts of the world, whether it's China, the Saudi Arabians, or even Russians. Everyone is now focusing on Africa Mm -hmm. because that economy is beginning to boom And so it is going to be extremely important for the UK to begin to have some diversity training. They need more cultural awareness Mm -hmm. and more than anything else, they will have to focus on their institutional racism that's deep-rooted and existed since colonial times. Mm -hmm. That is no longer acceptable in the 21st century.
0: Absolutely.
1: And it's even more important for an island, because that's what the UK is, it's really an island.
0: Mm-hmm. True.
1: With no natural resources of its own. It's no longer an imperial power. It's pretty much a standalone island that really need the Commonwealth countries for survival. So I understand that, you know, some of the elderly people are kind of set in their ways but I think somebody needs to really now start taking a good look at the institutional racism that exists well first to begin with you have to acknowledge that it exists Mm -hmm, in order to be able to do something about it and I think once They acknowledge that there is a problem, then they'll be able to look at the template of what other countries have done Mm -hmm. to address these problems and deal with it. But for now, with Meghan joining the royal family, I think a lot of the isms have raised its ugly head. whether it's the classism, Mm -hmm. the racism, the sexism, Mm -hmm. all of the isms are showing and it's being shown on a global stage. And on this podcast, while we don't want to get political, mm-hmm. I will say it's not a good representation of the United Kingdom.
0: True. And let's just make sure that everybody understands that we're not only talking about those small islands as part of the Commonwealth countries. We also have Canada. We have New Zealand, Australia, Australia. These are very big, powerful countries. When we speak of um, the UK needing these countries, we're not talking about these small developing countries. We're also talking about those countries that have well-established economies.
1: Yeah, like India is one of the largest democracy in the world.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the largest and one of the oldest democracy in the world. And mm-hmm. it's also, like I said before, their economy will surpass mm-hmm. the UK's mm-hmm. In no time. So yes, and um, many of these countries have actually stayed in the Commonwealth, mostly because they love the Queen, respect for her, and it offers some sort of stability mm-hmm. across the board. Especially, you know, because some of these uh, countries were former British colonies. Mm-hmm well they've now gotten their independence and they're not colonies anymore they're independent countries mm-hmm. i know there's several countries that over the last few years have threatened to leave the commonwealth mm-hmm. and become a republic on their own mm-hmm. for instance australia was one of those countries up until the time that harry and meghan set foot on mm-hmm. the australian soil there is a group of people there that really wanted Australia to become a republic. And with Harry and Meghan's visit, they decided, okay, we'll stay. And so Harry and Meghan, they are playing a very important part in keeping things stable. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for them to get the respect that they deserve for doing this. Because Mm -hmm. you know what? In reality, the monarchy is really dependent on these two. Mm -hmm. Because if people start pulling away from the UK, not only will it affect the economy of the UK, but it also will cause a lot of destabilization in the Commonwealth, Mm -hmm. and it will also weaken the monarchy. And so I think the monarchy is more than just a future king or queen because, again, in truth be told, Mm -hmm. the king and queen really have no power. They're just a symbol. They really, I mean, they open parliament once a year or twice a year, but the decisions for the country is Mm -hmm. actually made by the government. Mm -hmm. The monarchy is non-political. And so right now... They're just really a symbol Mm -hmm. of what used to be. And so there are people right there in the UK that would love to get rid of the monarchy because they wonder what good or what useful purpose they have. Mm -hmm. And so by having these young royals work hard and contribute to not just the country, but to the 53 Commonwealth countries, Mm -hmm. it's actually keeping the monarchy intact and also bringing in new um, financial opportunities opportunities to the country as well as all of the Commonwealth nations. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Charles and Camilla
1: historic visit to Cuba.
0: What do you think about that?
1: I think that was really good and actually brilliant because Charles and Camilla are the first Two members of the royal family to set foot on Cuban soil. So I think it's good because while Cuba is not a democratic country and it needs a lot to a lot of financial um, help, it is an economy that have managed to sustain itself since World War II with, you know, with its leaders. And while the people may not have as much as what we call the developing nations have, they have survived and they have been able to maintain and sustain their economy. They've also developed their technology, especially medical technology, Mm -hmm. which has even surpassed that of the U.S., and imagine that, a tiny island like Cuba having, in some respects, better medical technology than the United States. And not to mention their literacy rate is one of the highest throughout the Caribbean and the world. Exactly. So this visit with Charles and Carmela, they're hoping that they can form some sort of a partnership mm-hmm. with Cuba that would include things such as the arts, youth, entrepreneurship, heritage, restoration, and sustainable agriculture, as well as sharing some of their medical technology.
0: So the reason why I said this trip is an historic trip is because they are the first member of the British royal family to visit Cuba. So it is historical. Cuba was tied up with communism. Yes, and... it's still a
1: communist country.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. And its ports and entrances was closed to the world for a very long time. However, thanks to Obama, after many decades the travel ban to Cuba was lifted. So having Charles and Camilla from the royal family visit Cuba
1: is truly historic. I've also seen many of the reporters that went there with Charles have said that now they will definitely go back to visit Cuba. Mm-hmm. It's now a number one spot because a lot of Cuba's beauty is still there. It's been untouched by, you know, the buildings and a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's still it's still pure. And I think that's what that is one of the things that's attracting a lot Mm. of tourists there. And Mm -hmm. I think if the UK and um, Cuba strengthen their ties, Mm -hmm. then, yes, you will have a lot of people from the UK. Mm -hmm. But I think people from all over Europe and the Commonwealth Mm -hmm. that will be visiting um, Cuba as tourists. And that can only help to boost Mm -hmm. their economy. Yes, you're right
0: about that. So having these lens on Cuba right now with Charles and Camilla there, people are seeing the potential of Cuba. And now, you know, what will happen is people will start thinking, how can they invest in Cuba? So that's opening opportunities right there for them. So that was a tremendous visit, as I said, historic. And here goes again, the influence of Charles, Harry, Meghan, And Camilla, you know, it goes to show that the British royal family is doing a lot. By even going to Cuba, here they're magnifying, you know, they're shining a light on what is happening there. And there's a potential for people to see that and invest in Cuba, which is, you know, has been opened up um, since the Obama era.
1: Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And I, I saw one comment where, um, one of the reporters says that in speaking to some of the people in, in Havana, they said that they were really receptive to the visit mm-hmm. of Charles and Camilla because of Harry and Meghan, mm. because of their marriage. Nice. And imagine, you know, a young couple having this much influence mm-hmm. worldwide. That's why I'm so happy for these Commonwealth
0: youths that they have. Two individuals like Harry and Meghan, and what Charles has set up for them, I'm just really excited for them.
1: Yes, I am too. It's 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 really wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Amal Clooney and the new award in her name. Yes, um,
1: Prince Charles announced that Amal Clooney will have an award that will be offered by the Princess Trust. This Amal Clooney Award will be going to young women between the ages of 11 and 30 years old. These uh, beneficiaries will be young ladies that have not um, received any awards before from the Princess Trust. They are unsung heroes that have been helping their communities in in different things, such as um, farming schemes and different projects like rebuilding refugee camps. Some of these refugee camps have been victims of war. And so these women or young ladies are people that have actually helped their communities to rebuild from these different things. Mm -hmm. And so I think the Amor Clooney Award will be really good, especially because Amor herself, she came from the Middle East, from Mm -hmm. Lebanon. I don't know if many people are aware of that, Mm -hmm. but she's able to now give back to the people that have experienced a lot of the things that some of the women in her own um, native country is experiencing.
0: Mm-hmm. And look at how far she has come. Here's her background information. She's an international lawyer who specializes in human rights. Um, she's ranked as one of the top lawyers in the U.K. in her field. And um, she's part of the London Bar, the New
1: York Bar, she worked with Sodoma, Sonia Sotomayor. Yeah. Yes. We, yes. At mm-hmm. at some point, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. also quite a distinguished young lady mm-hmm. in her in her field, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of young women and men too, for that mm-hmm. matter, will be inspired by mm-hmm. her, by mm-hmm. her story, mm-hmm. and by all of the humanitarian work she has done herself, both mm-hmm. her and her husband. Mm-hmm are really big in different humanitarian Mm. work that will empower and help young people, especially young women, Mm -hmm. rebuild their Mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. And you could
0: clearly see the connection between Prince Harry and Her Royal Highness Meghan with those types of endeavors that is uh, a part of this award. Could clearly see the connection between Harry and Her Royal Highness. Education,
1: Yes, yes, because, well, they're friends. The Cloonies and the Sussexes, and now Prince Charles and Camilla, they're friends, and so it's like the old saying, birds of feather flock together. Mm-hmm they're flocking together for the good of humanity. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes,
1: exactly. Mm -hmm. Humanitarians. Mm -hmm. They're improving lives one life at a time. Yes.
0: Speaking of improving lives, let's talk about the Commonwealth Youth Awards. How these individuals are being empowered by the grants and the idea of Harry and Meghan showcasing or shining a light
1: on some of their platforms? Yes. Well, a young Nigerian woman was ju- just awarded mm-hmm. the Commonwealth Young Person of the Year Award. She's uh, 28 years old. Her name is, forgive me if I pronounce your name and you're listening, her name is Ola Wasiyuan Ozowabi. She's from Lagos, Nigeria in the continent of Africa. She just received the Commonwealth Young Person Award. This young lady is a survivor of sexual and domestic abuse, and she received a decent sum of money, Mm -hmm. and with that money, she will be able to expand her activities in Nigeria Mm -hmm. by building... By supporting women and even men Mm -hmm. who have experienced different forms of not just sexual abuse, but gender biases. Mm -hmm. In the award, she said, this award, this is a quote from her, she said, this award reminds me that when young people don't look away in the face of injustice Mm -hmm. and say no to cultural biases. Mm -hmm. We have the capacity Mm -hmm. to create change because we are magic. She went on to say, winning this award encourages me to keep working hard, Mm -hmm. to build a safe community for women, girls and men in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And that my story is Mm -hmm. valid. That's what the award meant to her. And so she has been able to not only um, help with the abuse victims, Mm -hmm. but she's also helped with HIV-AIDS. It's very important here to note
0: that this young lady, out of 500 nominations, that she was able to win that top award. The services that she's providing to her communities is definitely resonating amongst the people of her community for her to be able to I wouldn't say bit because it's really it is a competition but then again I don't look at it as a competition but to be able to come up against 500 nominations and end up winning the most prestigious prize, the Commonwealth Person of the Year, is truly marvelous.
1: Yes, and um, yeah, and she is um, set to end rape, the culture of rape in her country. In fact, they gave it an acronym, S-T-E-R, Initiative, to end that. And I think, you know, that... You know, that's something that doesn't just affect Nigeria. My goodness, Mm -hmm. here in the United States, it's a big thing. You know, the Me Mm -hmm. Too movement, Mm -hmm. that's what that's all about. So here's a 28-year-old young woman Mm -hmm. that's actually making an impact. And Mm -hmm. what I was saying before, not only... and she made an impact, but she's also making sure that the survivors of these crimes are provided with free health care kits, mm-hmm. such mm-hmm. as the h i v test
0: mm-hmm. so we see the trend with Camilla in talking to women on that wrong table panel that has been you know victims of whether it's sexual abuse or domestic abuse. We see Meghan in Birkenhead. Um, We see Oluwusun talking about the same thing. So we definitely is seeing a trend with those platforms that Harry, Meghan, Prince Charles, the Duchess of Cornwall is championing. So these youths are really doing something as echoed by um, Secretary General Patricia Scotland, who presented the awards, and she said... The pace, depth, and scope of development in any society depend on how well its youth are nurtured and supported. Here, Harry and Meghan is supporting them. The royal family is supporting them. This means providing the space for young people to thrive, to contribute, and to realize their potential. In such an environment, they're able to exercise their rights and citizenship, and to find fulfillment and purpose, passing on to others the gains and positive values that come from the true community. What a powerful statement. We have to provide those platforms to these young people in order for them to be able to be successful at what they're trying to accomplish or champion.
1: Yes, that is so true that is so true.
0: Yes. Let's talk about Harry and um, Her Royal Highness Meghan's new communication person, Sarah Latham.
1: Yes, Sarah Latham is the new communication director that will be working alongside the Queen's Communication Secretary at Buckingham Palace. Many of our viewers may already know that Harry and Meghan will be setting up their own court. They're moving away from Kensington Palace over to Buckingham Palace. Mm. And they're going to be working close to the Queen with offices close mm. to the Queen's and their communications secretary will be working alongside the Queen's communication secretary, which I think it's, is a good thing. They've hired uh, Sarah Lantham, mm-hmm. who's an American with dual citizenship. She's both a member citizen of the U.S. and the U.K. And she has worked for two presidents. Impressive resume. Yes, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama. She also worked for the Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton. And, um, yeah, and uh, she's also worked for the British Prime Minister, too, Hmm. (laughs) Tony Blair. Wow. (laughs) So, yeah, so she's quite the heavyweight there. Hmm. Um, She's also... Works for PR uh, company over there in the in the UK. It's called Future Freud's Company, mm-hmm. and they focus on radical simplification of, of structure. She was in charge of some of the biggest global clients like Bank of America, the Rice Fund and Denon. She worked also for this company as the public affairs director. So yes, she has quite an extensive, impressive resume, working in in the global environment.
0: Well, that makes sense because, as you said, the responsibility of others in so many parts of the world. So when we talk about them, we're we're talking about them in a global way. So who better but Sarah Latham to support them in their endeavors?
1: Yes, I I, I think that was... That was actually a brilliant move because they do need someone that will be able to stay on top of all the global initiatives that they're responsible for. Mm -hmm. And she will not only have the experience, but her name is already well known. Mm -hmm. And so I think that is definitely a win-win situation uh, for them in hiring Mm -hmm. her. True.
0: Yes. Anyways, last but not least, um in honor of baby Sussex's birth, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex fans will be kicking off a global baby shower. Wow, on what? Sunday match 31st, which is UK's Mother's Day that will continue until Sunday, May 12th. So we're going to start off March 31st, and it's going to end May 12th. May 12th is the U.S. Mother's Day. So a couple of days here for us to donate to some of Meghan and Harry's charities, for which they're patrons of. So we have Wellschild.org. W-E-L-L-S, C H I L D.org, Camfed.org, C A M F E D dot org, Mehu dot, M-A-Y-H-E-W.org. So please donate to them directly. And when you do, take a screenshot of your donation receipt and using that screenshot, what you want to do? You want to send out a tweet of that donation receipt, and the tweet that you're gonna send out is hashtag Global Sussex Baby Shower. So when you send your tweet, you want to hashtag it global sussex baby shower. Global Sussex Baby Shower. Hashtag Global Sussex Baby Shower so we can actually calculate how much money that we've raised. On behalf of Megan and Harry. And Baby, baby Sussex. Sussex.
1: <laughs> Celebrating baby
0: yes. Sussex
1: yes. This is so exciting. Oh my gosh. I know. Little Baby Sussex is already making an impact on the world and he's not even in the world why, yet. Well, why are he's you don't... saying he? <laughs> I keep saying he. Hey, listeners. <laughs> I don't know anything, but <laughs> I just have this feeling. Baby Sussex is going to be a he, but you know what? I'll be happy if it's a girl mm-hmm. too, because I have a daughter and mm-hmm. I love my I love my daughter with all my heart. <laughs> yes. But for some reason, I've been calling baby Sussex a he, yes. and I know some people, you know. But either boy or girl, mm-hmm. baby Sussex will be the most loved baby, I think, mm-hmm. other than your own personal child. Mm-hmm. Baby Sussex will be all of our baby. <laughs> yes. Uh, so
0: don't <laughs> yes. forget, March 31st through May 12th, which is UK's uh, Mother's Day. Mommy's Day. Day. Yes. yes. Mommy Sussex. <laughs> the US uh, Mother's Day. So you have that window to donate to wellschild.org, camfed.org, org directly. You want to donate to them directly, take a screenshot of your receipt and hashtag it global sussex baby shower we definitely want to raise some funds and we want to have a tally in the end hence the
1: hashtag um screenshot of your donation receipt yes i'm sure these organizations which are very near and here to very near and dear to harry and megan's heart it will be appreciated especially in honor of the birth of their first child. Yes. Uh-huh. I think it's, you know, I think this was a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one that will definitely have an impact. So, Absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Cheers to the freakers that came up with the idea. have got to give free. Yes, get
0: definitely. People. Shout out or. to Free People. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh-huh.
0: yes. And Baby Sussex Au Pair. Au Pair, yeah. <laughs> yes. Or, yeah. Or taking care of our baby, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So, anyways, um, so this brings us to the end of our second episode. Remember that if you did not hear something that you would like us to discuss, you could inform us by um, going to our website, My Duke and I, drop us an email www.mydukeandi.com. Or you can tweet us at um, My and I one Or if you want us to discuss something or if you have a question, you could go to our beautiful website, and I, where there's lots of information, MyDukeAndI.com, or tweet us at MyDukeAndI1.
1: Absolutely. And um, I promise you, I will respond to your tweet. We've been a little overwhelmed with our first episode, but now... I think we will be able to to interact with you on Twitter a little bit more and um, respond to your questions on the next episode. So on that note, I will say adieu. It was really great speaking with you, Anita. Absolutely. and sharing all this information with our wonderful friends out there fans mm-hmm. of Duke and Duchess of Sussex I hope we have been informative and not boring
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> let us know that too if you're mm-hmm. bored okay thanks for okay.
0: listening
1: Yep, thank you so long until mm-hmm. we meet again